The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Cowboys! Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is it is Tuesday, October 26th, 2021, season 17, episode number 47. Welcome to the latest edition oh, of The Break, yeah. live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Stars. Big picture Tuesday, a lot of topics we're going to hit today. We're going to talk about some injuries, catch you guys up there. Uh, we're going to talk about this NFC. There are five teams in the NFC who are all right there at the top. We're going to talk about how they stack up and which ones might be the toughest matchups for the Cowboys. And then we're going to get some fan questions a little later in the show. Uh, we want to hear from you guys. You can call us, 888-855-2297. I already have uh, a lot of uh, questions I got from Twitter uh, yesterday from you guys. So we'll get into some of those. If you want to send me some more, you can hit me some more on Twitter. Or you can call us, again, at that number, 888-855-2297. We'll get to that in the second and third segments. Nick, it's your time. 47. Oh, what you man. got? I saw, of, you, I saw you one, smile over one there. One of my favorite seven. names of all time. Okay. Dexter Klinkscale. I thought you were going to say Lusaka Polite just because that's a great name. No, he, no, he's like. Not the number, I'm saying the yeah. name. But go ahead. Dexter Klinkscale. Hmm. It sounds like something from a Madden mode and, franchise. Well, like, you, you know, know, yeah. Generate a player. <laughs> right. Well, the other actually, <laughs> clever. last yeah. night, I actually, everyone now and again, I just like to look at some old YouTube videos, whatever. Something came up from like 1982, and he made an interception for a touchdown. And I'm like, oh, Dexter Yeah. Okay. It was not big. In 1982. Yeah. Um, well, but what about Lawrence 82. Vickers? Sure. Remember him? No. I do. I remember the name. No, I don't. <laughs> you don't remember Vickers? <laughs> no. <laughs> thought you were the, here for that game. No, that was the... That was... I, I, Cincinnati game. Ooh, uh, no, that was called it something else. That was yeah. a year before before me. And you got any forty sevens on your radar? No, I'm like I'm I'm the drawing. Forties, you're just like I'm out. This, this is this is a really bad stretch. I'm here. set. Like forty two is probably the last. Not what? Well, not what number did uh, God? People are gonna hate me. What God, number? God didn't wear a number. What number did Moose wear? Forty eight. Forty eight. Okay, we'll get him. I was gonna say Moose obviously was in the forties, and then like Barry Church and. But yeah, it, nobody wants to wear a number in nah. the 40s. And Terrence they, Newman as well. But they like, drafted, and back in the 90s, they drafted third round. They drafted a guy named Clayton Holmes that he thought was going to be remember good. Remember the name, yeah. He didn't work no. out so well. Did he end up on the Desperados? No. No. no he, he didn't even make the red. No, nah, he had some issues. It's funny. Like, I, I, I get in arguments with people all the time. I'm like, the player makes the number. Any number will look cool if the player is good. I, I firmly believe that. Uh, I actually believe that, too. But 36. at the same time. How do you make 36 look good? If Tony Pollard was still wearing 36, it would look badass because he, he's a good player. Yeah, Earl Campbell. Was what's that? was 36. Yeah. He made 36 look pretty good. Earl Campbell made like 34 look awesome. <laughs> Do it. Earl Campbell made 34 look awesome. Yeah, like it, well, back in the day, 34 was a great 34 running back was number. The number. Like, I'm just saying. Yeah. 34, saying, 32, yeah. It, it, the player can make the number, but at the same time, like 40, 46, 47, 48, 49, like – Eh. Hey, let's, let, we'll speed it. it up tomorrow. We'll, 47 is Dexter clean scale. 48. We're going to step it up. Yeah. Just, we'll just be like, moose, and we'll go. 
Because there's really not a lot of options there. Yeah, and we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Okay, tomorrow, so. there we go. All right, here we go. Let's uh, let's catch up on some injuries. We got three names I want to throw to you guys. You guys tell me where they are and what you expect for this weekend. Dak Prescott, uh, what are you hearing about Dak Prescott and where he is in his recovery? Let me start because I I probably need to change a little bit. My my opinion has changed somewhat from since yesterday. Talk to somebody. I think he's yeah. I think he's going to play a little. I mean, I do think he'll play. I don't. I, again, I do not think he will be normal. Is not going to be normal, Dak. I don't. I don't think you'll be running. Has a he been lot. normal all season? Like, is, is there anybody that's normal at this well, point? I, I don't think. I think he, he's got. It's got to be wide open for him to run. I don't. I just don't think he's <laughs> going to be looking to run. Yeah. I, don't, I bet you they well, don't. Let me ask quarterback you this, sneaks. Let me ask you this: it, Does that affect his mobility in the pocket? Because he does move around sure. and look to throw. Are you saying you don't expect him to do a lot of that? I, well, no, he'll have to do that if he's going to play. But I just, I just feel like, and I think he is going to play. I think it's more encouraging than than what I thought. But I'm just saying, I'm, I'm just going to say it. He's got to be careful with it because it can, it can just come up and grab you at any time. And so that's that's the one thing that's kind of alarming. Well, I really think, and I was thinking about this on my drive up here because we do we do these hits with 105.3 in the morning, and they I ask us. What's that? Good hit this morning. Thanks. They ask us, but they ask us a ton of questions about player availability. And I mean, I get that, and we have a sense. But I really do. I think people forget that this is an evolving conversation. Like I do. I think Dak's going to play. I think. Again, you read context clues. He stepped out. <laughs> he stepped out of the facility yesterday during media availability in front of the whole Cowboys beat, probably thirty reporters, uh, and the team nutritionist Scott. Was they had a private bet where Scott would Scott agreed to run wind sprints and do a bunch of work like calisthenics and stuff in exchange for Dak going to his kids' little league game and breaking them down. And I mean that's that's fun. Like if you know the the quarterback of the Cowboys well enough that you can kind of bribe him to break down your kids' little league game. Like how cool is that? Yeah. But, let's talk about that in a second too. That speaks a lot towards Dak. But of let's course, get to the, but. He's not doing that if he's not feeling pretty good. He's just not. He came out in slides with no boot on, and Clarence Hill and some of the other reporters are kind of heckling him from a distance, like, "Why don't you come over here and talk to us?" And he's like, "Ah, why would I? Why would I give that away today?" He's not doing that if he's not feeling pretty good about where he's at. Right. He's just not. And then you talk to other people in the organization. You have conversations. Maybe you see some things like that. I do think he's going to play. But they haven't practiced yet. And so if he goes through a full practice regimen today and halfway through practice, it's bothering him, the conversation changes. So you have an inkling on Tuesday, but that can totally change based on the workload. And I do think there's a threshold that he needs to clear by probably Friday. And we'll know we'll know more then. So like maybe that sounds like a cop out, but he's got to go through two days of practice without having it bother him. And I, I think that's important to remember. Well, they had a light practice yesterday, close to the media, and from what it sounds like, he was able to do a little bit enough where Jerry Jones was encouraged about it. And you know, it's Monday, and if he, if you know, they could have easily just kept him out. And, and and not on his feet and all that. So if he is doing some things, throwing the ball around, mm-hmm. that that's a that's a good sign. Um, I don't think he'll do a lot of running right now. I mean, because you you have a full week, and you know you have six more hours than you normally would because it's a Sunday night game as well. So I I think all things the, the signs are encouraging that he's going to be able to do something here. I I still think. I'll be surprised if he's if he's at full mode. If if we're not like I, I don't even know he's hurt. I think you'll see a little bit of that, but that's okay. I mean, yeah. If he's ninety percent, eighty percent, 
that's better than I think that's better than what you have with Cooper Rush just because of the dynamics of the entire offense and what and, and how it's just working so well. Yeah. I said today, I mean, if he's if he's at eighty percent, that's good enough for me because nobody's at a hundred percent anyway. So if you assume mm-hmm. you're regularly at somewhere between ninety and a hundred, then eighty, I can live with eighty. Yeah, it was interesting. Both of you guys, I think, hit the nail on the head when you see, when you kind of qualified it. Um, I heard Jerry Jones this morning on uh, RJ uh, Sean and RJ on one hundred five point three. He was saying something similar. He said, you know, I, he said I think about. Uh, some of the, the the these injuries that I've heard, uh, and I think he was mentioning Zach, but he was saying, mm-hmm. you know, it, what what he'd heard was there are mornings you wake up and you feel great and it feels like you can do everything you normally do, and then the next day you might wake up and it feels like you got hit by a truck. Like it's just it's not a it's not one of those injuries that seems like it's just always yeah I feel good today that means I'm going to feel even better tomorrow. And I see you over there looking like that, but I, I think that's yeah. kind of your experience no, as well. It's just, it's one of those things. It's just like, hello. I'm still here. Hi. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't forget about me. <laughs> it's like, wham. Wham. <laughs> I knew yeah. that was coming. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. So, so I think that all signs are certainly positive and it, and it looks like, it looks like they're progressing in the right way. Uh, it certainly sounds like he's actually moving around, which is a positive sign. We'll see how that progresses throughout the week. Yeah. I'll go back to, to Dak real quick because I have a feeling how that whole thing went was um, and, and the nutritionist Scott he he um, probably asked you know I'm he probably said hey my son you're his you know favorite player whatever and then have a game and can you come to the game and break him down in the huddle and all that and Dak probably said all right yeah I could do that but uh, what are you gonna do you know he's like you need to do you know probably yeah. do these wind sprints or whatever and all that which I hope the son realizes what dad's out there doing running around but Dak was like cheering him on like goes out there and he's yelling he's like let's go and he's clapping he's like pick very, it up pick it up very facetiously oh yeah 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 a hundred percent but uh, I just I just love that that he's able to you know that he does things like that yeah. and you know, I still can't get over the Ty Inseki golf tournament thing. You know, like when Ty Inseki got here, and I think he had a golf tournament. I mean, nobody knows this guy, and he's here, and he's a new player, and Dak shows up. I, it, he's he's the ultimate teammate, and not just to players, but to the the football staff and that community and that that group. And the other thing I'll point out about that, and and this is not, I'm not taking a shot at anyone else, um, but we have seen over the years. Uh, specifically it. with the quarterback, take it as time goes, and they become more entrenched as the starting quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. They change, and and that a lot of that I think happens because you got so many people pulling at you, you got so many people asking things of you. You have to adapt to that and and kind of take control of yourself in order to make sure you're not just completely stretched thin. Yeah. Yeah. Dak has done that. He has certainly like tightened the boundaries of what he's willing to do and not do and those kinds of things. But Dak, as 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 far as what he has represented to certainly what I've seen, mm-hmm. uh, has not changed. Like, he's been the same dude. He's been that dude mm-hmm. from the moment he arrived all the way to the current moment. And that's the part I appreciate about him the most is that he just seems to be the same dude, which I love authentic people. Yeah. He's just an authentic person. I just want to throw out there, to, which – I thought about this because I, I had to figure out a way to put that in a tweet yesterday, which it's a lot when you're dealing with a character limit. But uh, <laughs> the, he, he's, tech, he's the director of sports performance, Scott Sennert, 
And uh, and I'll throw a shout out to his assistant as well, uh, the assistant dietitian Claire Gilbert, who actually went to LSU. I just think it's interesting. Like, there's an army of people that make this thing go, and yeah. Scott and Claire are a big part of it. I always laugh. Like, they run, they are running around throughout the game, like helping get stuff for the players on the sideline, getting the post game meal ready. Like, there's whole people that like don't even see the, the operation game. of this thing is crazy. You don't yeah. like you don't see the game because you're making sure 60 people have a burrito or whatever the meal is that night that they can grab on their way to the bus. And it's cool that it pays off for them in ways because Lord knows, I mean. The equipment guys, the video, like the hours that you put in working for Trainers, a football yeah. team, um, is insane. So shout out, shout out to them for being the the faceless people who make all this go. Let me go b- back to to what you were saying. You you weren't saying it. I'll say it. Okay. Tony Romo to me <laughs> didn't. I was, I was, no, I was no, 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 no. I'll say it. I'll say it. <laughs> Tony Romo. I don't know if he changed. His his life changed. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, he was the backup quarterback that was sitting there just talking to people in the locker room, and then all of a sudden, Gee. yeah, yeah, right. He was playing. He was playing our flag football team. Yeah. You know, played well until the playoffs, and then um, wow, that's what happened. It's the what sh- it's what the happened. shots being thrown right. at number nine he, this no, morning. I love Tony. I, I I would caddy for him if he needed me to, which I did. No, I love Tony, but I'm saying his his life changed. Yeah. And so how how do you react to that? How do you handle it? It's not like it, all of a sudden he just changed everything. Now he's getting asked to, to judge Miss America contest. Yeah. So his life changed, and he kind of he had to adapt with it and did it you know that's what happens you, you leave people behind you oh you remember when you used to do this ha 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 that's just the way it was i i just applaud dak for being able to it sounds like being able to handle it in a different way and yeah. so i'm not that's why i'm not i'm not trying to crucify tony for right. i'm not judging changing. anyone yeah, yeah i mean it, his life changed in a big way dak's life has changed too but he's he's kind of figured it out a little bit and you got to remember too Dak's rookie year, he's like three what three months into it, he's the man. And by the way, when he was in college, he was the man. So being yeah. the man was not something right. new for him. No. Like he was he's, the man in college. He's yeah. he's awesome. And, and and there's a lot of people that that say, well, he, he's not like this. And yeah, Dak and Tony are totally different. And yeah. people compare him all the time. But I, I just it's more about what Dak is. I don't think than what Tony is not. And I'm not trying to take shots at him. It's really about what Dak has has done here. Yep. All right, let's uh, let's get a couple other injury updates. We got a couple guys that. Oh right, you were trying to go down a list, and we just went into. No, no, no. A... That's fine. Actually, Dak I, does that. I knew yeah. we were going to take a long time on Dak, which we should. There are other two other guys though that we have to talk about: Michael Gallup, Tristan Hill. Where are they in their their returns? Michael Gallup is supposed to practice tomorrow, um, and Tristan Hill is as well. And we'll we'll throw in Francis Bernard. He's obviously yeah. He's, really? I have I've completely forgot which, about his name. Yeah, he. I mean, he's not on the same level. Michael. No, yeah, but Gallup is a starter. Right? Tristan is was a big piece of the rotation. Which you're right, though. Bernard kind of shores up your your linebacker numbers that we've been worried about. So yeah. all three of those guys supposed to practice doesn't mean they're on the roster. Again, it's a could Gallup play Sunday? Theoretically, yeah, but maybe he's not ready. I think it just depends on how he looks. I should know this. Is Semi Fajoko on the roster? Yes. I think now I mean, I'm second guessing myself. I, I should know. I mean, I know the roster is not what it used to be. Okay? No, it's not. It's, it's very just different. up. I mean, Remember, it, we used to do like inactives oh, on God. Fridays. Like, yeah, I wouldn't yeah. even want to try to go down that. There's a hundred different lists to yeah. put these. Yeah, guys Semi's, on. Semi's still on the team. He's been inactive yeah. recently because Malik Turner came back. One of those two guys is probably not going to be on the roster. If yeah. I can't he, imagine at this point, 
I, I just I can't imagine that they risk losing Simi. And I know I mean I know we overanalyze that. You probably can, but they've carried him this long. Yeah. It certainly seems like his development is a piece of this whole thing, sure. knowing that Cedric, Noah, and Gallup are all slated for free agency. I just I would be kind of surprised at this point. But maybe. I mean league turn, yeah. You gotta do what you gotta do in the course of a season. I wanna talk about one other guy and I, I wanna put a pin in, in Michael Gallup for a second because I think what I'm about to talk about with Lyle Collins, I think, could po- possibly be a similar conversation for Michael Gallup. Uh, he's obviously, Lyle Collins is obviously back on the active roster now after his five-week suspension. And there have been comments from Jerry and Steven this week that suggest that there's a possibility, at least, that he doesn't start. Mainly from the idea of, hey, why rush it? If he looks a little rusty, if he needs to work back in, we don't have to rush him back into the lineup. The first question is... Do you think he starts this week? And then I want to talk about it from the standpoint of both he and Gallup. Is this the right approach when you got a guy that's already in there? Cedric Wilson's playing well. Terrence still playing is playing well. Uh, do you do you take the right approach with this of letting those guys kind of ease back in? Maybe Gallup isn't even active this week. Uh, they don't have to necessarily make him active right now. Uh, and you just kind of let those guys ease back in rather than rushing them back in because the guys who replaced them are playing well. Can I just say, I, I really, I know you're trying to kind of marry the two together, but I, I really think these are completely different okay, situations. I'll, which one do you want to take, Dave? You, I'll do what you don't do. The receiver, I'll tell you about the, the receiver position, though, they can figure out how to get Gallup in there, just like they get, set, looks like they were getting Cedric in there. Like Noah Brown kind of fits into it. You can figure out a ways to kind of do that. Give him in some a way. snaps. Give, give him some snaps to, snaps to, you know, ease back into this. So that's why I kind of feel like, it's a completely different situation of making the, the move, you know, because either, either one of them is not. I mean, because these receivers are, won't be the starter; it'd be the third guy. So the third and fourth guy is not that. I mean, I'm not saying it's not big a deal because it's, it's a huge deal uh, for mismatches and stuff like that. But I think there's ways to get him in. Malik Turner was getting in, so I think you can get Gallup in there in his own kind of way and, and ease him back into it. I don't think it's different than with the right tackle. I agree, but I do think it. It kind of plays into what we said about Dak is that's what this week is for. And I actually it's funny because I think I think the Joneses played that the right way. But by not just saying like, yeah, Lyle will be right back in there. Then that does the other thing where it creates a quote unquote controversy about like, well, maybe maybe Terrence Steele is going to keep his job. And I think it's really more along the lines of this guy's played one game since 2019 and then he took five weeks off. And you just want to see where he is. Every every report, every indication that I've heard is that Lyle, I mean, he's been allowed back in the building since like week right. three. So I think his conditioning is good. I think he's ready to hit the ground running, but you know you don't need him to if he's not ready. And so they're just like, we can keep our options open. We can practice Terrence. We can practice Lyle. If he just looks like a boss and he's ready to go right away, he could play Sunday. If he's not, that's no problem either. Um, and I actually... This wasn't related to Lyle at all. It was about um, it was when Tyron was hurt. Mike McCarthy kind of he didn't laugh at me, but I could tell he he didn't think it was a great question, which well, it wasn't the first time or last. No, time, right? not yeah. at all. That's okay. Yeah, uh, that's the point. Sort of. You try to ask good questions. They're not all going to be right. great. It's fine. Um, but he, I asked about like Inseki playing left tackle because Tyron was limited or whatever, and he made the point. Again, he didn't laugh, but he was like, this is kind of obvious that they practice all of those guys anyway. And and if you remember training camp, they move them up and down as well. Like even when everybody's healthy, they were giving guys looks. So 
I think Lyle will practice with the first team this week. I I bet no. I know Terrence Steele probably will as well. And so you don't have to make that decision on Wednesday. There's another element to this that I think is is always a thing. It's always a thing with the Cowboys when it comes to talking to the media. Jerry and Steven talk a lot for owners and, and general managers and, and you know, whatever. The, uh, we both have on weekly shows. Multiple weeks. Multiple, multiple times. They're, they're, yeah. they're on, each of them are on the, the radio at least twice a week. They talk more in a given week than most owners do in a, in a year, Probably. really. Because the average NFL owner talks at the owners' meetings and maybe the combine and, and like once at training camp. And that's all you ever hear from them. And, and, and I would say in, in this, for this, they're the GM, you know, yeah, talking. Right. Either way, they talk a lot. And there's been, a, I'm not saying it's happened so much this year. Maybe there was one time, I can't remember what it was, where Mike said something and Jerry had kind of said something different. I forget. Do you remember what, what it, it was? It was, yeah. Was it something? It that? was about, it was an inj- it was injury related. Yeah. Like Mike was, you know, trying to do the coach thing and keep it close to the chest. And Jerry, like, right. the next day was like, well, yeah, he's so, going to start. So <laughs> I don't remember who it was. I, I don't remember either, but I mean, it happens. It's yeah. always kind of happened. It's, it's been a, happening. It happened for years. For like, years. And so what I'm saying is, is when, when they say, well, well, we'll see about that. We'll see. Let's, let's let Mike McCarthy address that. It's not necessarily like i'm not trying to answer this it's more like oh sorry you're right mike you, you address these and now we're dealing with a coach that doesn't want to tell you anything he doesn't want to tell you what he had for lunch today because he just feels like somebody might change it might might like take that into something you know so that's that's where the rub is it's not just about trying to be really coy about it it's like well you know I, the head coach is supposed to announce this and he doesn't want to announce it because he doesn't have to so that's where I think some of this is. I do think if LC proves that he's healthy and conditioned and ready to go, that he'll be in the starting lineup. That, that's just my guess. But I guess, you know, we'll see. All right, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, let's talk about the NFC. There are five teams, Arizona, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, Los Angeles Rams, and the Cowboys who are sitting at the top of the division. I want to ask you guys where the Cowboys rank in that list and who could give them problems. We'll talk about that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at Stetson.com cowboys. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like, where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day, where we are all defined by one single thing, the star, where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm... 
Check your flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Fans decide what a good show is. Back to the break. <laughs> Does that mean we're back? Oh, wait. oh wow. <laughs> Everybody misses Chris Beam. Download the official what app of the bum. Dallas Cowboys to get access to in-market game broadcast, mobile tickets, daily podcasts, live pregame and postgame shows, game updates, and more. Download in the app or Google Play stores. See, this is what happens when you start letting talking Cowboys. Don't, don't let have the a part you don't let the Eagles come in and decide yeah, what you're gonna exactly come on right. now. Bench warmers talking like starters. You're right good. Bad idea. <laughs> you're good. Man, our guy Kyle Newmans. Thank you for running the board today. And, and oh, our, let's see how Hit Sticks does today. <laughs> being I'm our producer run that. for the day with Chris Beam out. Uh, all right, we're gonna uh, Kyle. We're what's up? Pod yourself up. No, he doesn't no, want to he's, talk he's out. He's out. <laughs> he left. Welcome back. It is the second segment of the break live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Let's talk about the NFC. Uh, there are five teams sitting at the top of this division, and they all are looking really, really good right now. You've got uh, Arizona, who is seven and zero, and then you got all the next four teams who all have one loss: Green Bay, Tampa Bay, Los Angeles Rams, and the Dallas Cowboys. Where do you think Dallas falls in this mix of these five teams sitting atop the division? I mean, the conference. I'm going to take your question and I'm going to turn it so that I don't really have to Used answer to it. it. Go. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just say, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. Arizona looks scary. The second place team in their division might be the most complete team in the league for my money, just with what Matthew Stafford's doing for the Rams and what they have on defense. Packers, Bucks, you get it. But and I said this Sunday night, more so than the hierarchy of how those teams fall nobody's in a better spot than the Cowboys just in terms of their outlook. Like, I, I don't, I'm not talking about how good they are or their record. They play in the East. They have, I mean, look at Arizona's seven and zero, and they've got a team breathing down their neck. The bucks have, the saints are going to be pesky. They play this week, by the way, uh, green Bay, maybe they're in a similar spot. My point just being is like the Cowboys can realistically start thinking about locking up the division now. And and we can worry about the buy and all that type of stuff when it happens. But I mean, you only got to win like four more games to assure yourself a, a home playoff wow. game. I mean, that's crazy, maybe bro. that's an exaggeration, but maybe not. I mean, you're, if these teams keep losing, like that's, losing that's what I'm saying. And so I all I'm all I say by that is like I don't know where they fall in the in the standings, but they have the easiest path of anybody in the NFC to playing a home playoff game, and that's exciting. I think I think it's very important to get uh, out of that fourth spot. Yeah, I mean, you need to be better than fourth of those of the division winners. You, if you're going to win the division, obviously you got to do that. Uh, and they look like they're going to have a great chance to do that. But you you can't be fourth because because there's five teams right now that are showing that they're good. And, and, and if, if it's, like you said, it could be the Rams or it could be the Cardinals 
One of those two could be the fifth place team and come in and, and play the Cowboys right off the bat. You know, it's supposed to be a wild card game, and that thing would be a four or five games. Gonna be yeah, it's like the difference between yeah. maybe playing that team or playing maybe the Vikings, the Vikings or, or the Bears or, the, or whoever else. Yeah, you Saints, there that's middling yeah, county, and, and, middle. and that will be yeah. a tough game. I mean, yeah. there's not like obviously it will be playoffs. Um, but I'm just saying, no. But there's a diff- big difference between second, third, and fourth. Yeah. I mean, obviously, a big difference for one to get the buy. But two, three, and four, you don't want to be that fourth spot. The best, I- the best wild card team, and it's early. But the best wild card team is looking like it could be a 10, 11, yeah. maybe twelve win team. Yeah. So that's a really good point. I, I didn't. I wasn't going to rule out the 49ers either. But I mean, they they had a tough loss. They're, it's tough, like back back there. Those, those teams. I mean, conditions in that game were pretty. I'd rather weird too. So I'd rather solve like the quadratic formula than try to figure out the Saints. <laughs> I don't know what they are. God, that was. I think I'm starting to know what they are. Like, well, there's I keep, they're a Sean I keep, Payton coach. Team. I keep That's expecting, what they are. and I told you this yesterday. I think Dave, and we were all standing up there talking. I was like, I don't, I don't ever want to count out a Sean Payton coach team. Nope. But the more I watched them play last night, and I know they won, but the more I watched them play last night, the more I was like, this team doesn't scare me at all. I, like, at no. all. Okay, no. number one, no. I don't think they should scare you, but if you're going to give the Niners credit for playing in a monsoon, that I mean, that was gross last night, what they were playing through in Seattle. It was not that game Sunday night. I mean, that it, game Sunday night, like literally, I've, I don't know if I've seen a game that had such a heavy downpour the entire game. Like, I'm just, the entire I, game. I agree. I mean, they played uh, in a bomb cycle. I've been in one. <laughs> that bad? Uh, worse. Yeah, I Which sat on the sidelines. It was a, I sat on sidelines in 2015 for Baylor TCU. Oh, it was an absolute uh, pneumonia bowl. It was unbelievable. <laughs> I'm yeah. just saying the, the Saints in and Se- I I don't think the Saints and Seahawks got more than 15 minutes of clear skies. Like it was and raining all night. 15 minutes more than. Well, so, I mean, we're quibbling okay, here. The Saints, the Saints don't scare you. Who does? Well, out of this list, I think Arizona is a scary team. And I know this is going to sound crazy to people out there listening who are Cowboys fans who have lived through Aaron Rodgers. I'm not as afraid of the Green Bay this year. I think Green Bay is pretty good, and they're, they're great because they're coach. I mean, I'm sorry, because of their quarterback. They're going to play. But but they, that's not a team the, that I look at and I say Dallas Cowboys, down. the audacity, worry, worried about them. the audacity to say that you're not worried about Aaron Rodgers. The the absolute audacity. Sorry. Hey, it's mark it down. They're going to play. Yeah, and I'm okay. You with know that. they are. You know McCarthy's going to face Aaron Rodgers. You know Jalen Smith, if he's still on the team, is going to play for the going to play against the Cowboys. And I'll throw you one other. I'm also not really that worried about the possibility. By the way, all these teams are good, so don't get me wrong. Yeah, all mean, of them are going to be tough matches. But but you look at, at Tampa Bay, I, I, I would like to see Dallas get another shot at them. I don't think Dallas would be intimidated by them. And you, you mentioned it yeah. yesterday. You get Zach Martin, I think that's a different game. I think they run the ball a little bit more. That gives them a little more balance, and we see where they fall out. I, again, I look at this list, and Arizona is the team I look at and say, of this list, if I had to choose which team I don't want to play, Arizona's the team. I, I think the Rams are the team I wouldn't want to play. Yeah, I, if did you're you see what Arizona me, did to them, I, I know. I mean, I'm 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 with it. I mean, Arizona's going to be tough, but if I had to just choose a place that the Cowboys would go on a playoff, I, I definitely Arizona because it's 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 a fifty fifty. It'll be a ton of fans. Yeah, because as great as season as they're having, you still got to go buy the playoff tickets. You still got to you got to 
purchase them. Yeah. And so Cowboy fans could get in there. Two, hey, I'll take my chances with Kyler Murray in his first playoff game. See, that's the part He's that scares me. He's playing great. Though. But that's the part that scares me. You look at all these other quarterbacks, and his the dimension that he adds to the game makes him such a tough matchup. Don't get – and I'm not I'm not trying to say he's better than Aaron Rodgers. That's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is it's just a different kind of dimension. You have mm-hmm. to do things differently when you're facing that team because of what that quarterback can do with his legs. And in addition to that, he's got weapons everywhere. You talk about the Cowboys being loaded. They got a ton of weapons out there in Arizona. And then they just added Zach Ertz, who had a big play for him last weekend. Mm-hmm. I just look at that offense, and I'm like, that offense – Probably reminds me as much of the Cowboys offense as any of the offenses that, that you look at with just with their ability to kind of do a yeah. lot of different things. And I I mean I get we're just riffing and having fun and I'm a big Eeyore, but I do like I I just I hate these conversations because going back to your point about the Saints, yeah, they don't scare me right now either. It's not even Halloween. Michael Thomas is gonna factor into their scare plans Halloween. at some like point. It. Well, they're I didn't even do that on purpose, but they're gonna get Michael Thomas back. People are going to get hurt. I, I think I brought this up. If I didn't bring it up on this they show, they just got a lot of defensive players back this last. Week. I just brought. I, it comes up. I mean, the the Bucks were just a middling team until about Thanksgiving last year. I I think about this. I, I brought this up when we were talking about it yesterday. For my birthday in 2011, my parents got me tickets to see the Saints on Monday Night Football against the New York Giants. The Giants didn't even look like they belonged on the same field with the Saints. It was disgusting. Like the Cowboy game in 2013, that's what it looked like. They ran them out of the building, 49-24. Six weeks later, the Giants won the Super Bowl. And that's just that's the type of stuff that I think about when we're having these conversations. I, I know it's fun, and I agree with you. I mean, I don't think the Cowboys should be intimidated by anybody in the NFC. I also know there's a lot more twists and turns to this whole thing yeah. before before we even have to worry about who they're going to play. Sports is fluid, as my man Jock Taylor always says. I think as of right now, and when I ask these questions, I'm asking as of right now what we're seeing, who scares you? Yeah, I mean, Aaron Rodgers should always scare you if <laughs> well, you're a Cowboys fan. I just want to say that again. Just for the record. Yeah. I mean, and this is this is goes back to the word, you know, are the Cowboys a real complete team? Because my first thought is, would you rather go to Arizona? Would you rather go to Green Bay? You know, and I, I look at it like I'd rather go to Arizona from a standpoint of a lot of things. So you're pl- you're facing an inexperienced quarterback in the playoffs. You're facing you're going to have good weather uh, a situation there to 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 function your offense. But then I start thinking, is that a good thing? Because the Cowboys can play in any any kind of thing. I mean, if say let's say it's, you go to Green Bay and it's one of these you know blizzard type of games. I think I would rather have the Cowboys offense, though. I mean, yeah, you, Dak's not going to be what he normally exactly is, right. but they're built to play any kind yeah. of style. And so it's, McCarthy said that recently. He, uh, he, I don't remember what he was talking about, but he was like, yeah, we're a dome team, which is technically true. Mm-hmm. But I don't think of them that way. You know, like I don't think of them as having this offense that can't travel because we've seen them lean on the run right. already a lot this year. So I think if they got in a and really, what are we talking about here? Just just Green Bay. I mean, of of all these teams, who who would be a bad weather game? I mean, Literally Tampa, just Green. I mean, Tampa it could rain, obviously. No, but it'll be, it'll be seventy degrees. Yeah. It'll be yeah, sixty five degrees. Sorry. It will rain in Tampa. <laughs> Just uh, a matter of when, right? Yeah. yeah. No, but, that's a re- of of the teams that look likely to be in the playoff picture in the NFC. Green Bay is the only one where you would think there would be bad weather, unless possibly, yeah, unless an NFC East team makes it as a wild card, which looks really unlikely right yeah. now. Yeah, because even you know the Vikings play indoors. 
the uh, I mean Seattle and San Francisco, I guess. But again, they don't they're not looking too promising. And they're not right going to home games. No, at least so, not off right, the yeah. yeah. So, Which again, and same thing. Washington, I'm just I'm just keeping an eye there because like Fitzpatrick is due back at some point, right? And there, you would imagine their defense can get it together at some point as well. It seemed like I didn't watch the whole game against Green Bay, but it seemed like they played them tougher than they've played some other games. I mean, holding them to 24 points on the road, it was in Lambeau. Uh, my point being is just like they shot themselves in the foot offensively is what they did. Washington yeah. just has the potential, I think, to where we could look up in a month and be like, oh damn, they're like they're they're five and six, like or you know they're five and seven, like they're still they're still alive. Yeah. That wouldn't surprise me. Or the Giants? Maybe? No, I, I, I don't. I do not buy them. I don't. I, I don't, don't. No, I don't. I, I've been saying it. I mean, I, just, I don't believe in Daniel Jones. No. I, no, I don't believe in the Giants at all. Um, can I just say, whoever our Joe and Flower Mound would be, the guy that's that's mad right now, just, Gary and Grapevine. Gary and Grapevine. <laughs> We know that they play the Vikings this week, and we know that the Vikings are good, and we know that it. And we'll get be to that tomorrow. Game. It's and Tuesday, we're gonna, and we're going to get to that. <laughs> we'll get so to that tomorrow. don't all the guys over there? They're already talking. No, okay. We're we're yeah. we know they're good. It's going to be a. They tough will game. they will dominate our conversation for the rest of the week starting tomorrow. To think, I mean, just from our perspective, which this is kind of rare too. The Vikings were off as well, so we don't even have a Vikings game to analyze. So from last week, yeah, it's Tuesday. The team's off. We got yeah. We'll we'll be neck deep in Vikings. I I said this yesterday. If the if this game if this game isn't in doubt with five minutes left to play, I'll be surprised. I I mean I agree it's you. a tough place to play. I think they're better than their record indicates that they are. I yeah. I think this is this might be. I don't want to say a wake up call, but you know the Cowboys have just kind of been on this fun roll. I don't I don't think this game's going to be fun. They might win, but I don't think like you're going to be stressed when it gets down to crunch time. Yeah, and the the good thing about it is is they have I mean the bad part about it is they have an offense with great receivers and they have Kirk Cousins. The good thing is is they have Kirk Cousins because I I don't I'm not I mean he's playing well but I mean I'm telling he he'll he'll give it up for you. Although he hasn't been doing he it this season. He hasn't been this year. He has not been giving it up this season. And maybe this is the game he begins. Maybe he hasn't well, faced three Trayvon and three, Diggs, right? Yeah, but I mean, he, but I mean, he only had. I think he has two interceptions this year. Two picks like, on yeah, the year. He, he's not throwing or the ball. He doesn't this year. have. He doesn't have to throw interceptions. He. I mean, it's not necessarily interception. He, he struggles in the fourth quarter sometimes. I've seen it. Well, We've seen does, enough games. We've is, seen it. We did last year. Yeah. He dominated that game last year. I mean, they were, they were up and down the field with those cornerbacks that shouldn't even be in the league, and they're not in the league anymore. But then in the at the end, after the Cowboys Schultz scored a touchdown. To take the lead, they're like here we go. They got plenty of time, and it was like three and or four and out. Yeah, and yep. we got to pull it up. I mean, his his record in primetime games is it's not good. Yeah, he it's doesn't really not. Well, it might be a big fact there. For for clarity's sake, we, I, I, again, I love the way this all changes. Like week one, they lose in overtime to Cincinnati, and you're like, oh, that they probably should have won that. Well, Cincinnati's on top of the North right now. And then they probably gave Arizona their closest game of yeah. the year. They lost on the last yeah, play of the game. This is not a bad team. They're not bad. Who else did they lose to? They, lost, uh, they played a terrible game against Cleveland, which, again, is I know their record's not great, but that's a talented team. That yeah. That's three That's three good losses. Three nice Baker losses. Playing, I mean... Which I mean, their their wins aren't great that's, either, though. Like they barely beat Detroit, they barely beat Carolina. See, that's the way I was thinking about Kansas City until they lost like that. Yeah. Like, like because I was thinking, look who Kansas City has lost to. But then, but then they 
then they lost, I mean, bad to the Titans. The way they lost last week is more telling than that they lost. Yeah. I would have been, I would have thought. What did I just see? What was that? I don't know. I, I don't saw somebody in a costume or okay. something. I don't know. It's... I don't really even want to know. All right, we're going to take our final oh, break. When we come back, I, I do have another question jump for you guys. scare like a few years ago? I'm going to ask you guys a question about <laughs> what position the Cowboys should be looking for in a trade if you think there is one before the trade deadline. We'll talk about that when we come right back next. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with United Ag and Turf. Before you can park yourself in front of the game, park yourself in a John Deere and power through your chores. Our Land Run package is a 1025R, 25-horsepower tractor with a loader, rotary cutter, and a box blade for $229 a month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. So don't miss another kickoff. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now let's get to work. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. Back to the break. Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders making the team is back for another exciting season. Don't miss new episodes every Friday night at 9, 8 central only on CMT. Welcome back. Final segment of the break live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We only have a few more minutes left, but I did promise that I would get to some questions from some fans. And so I got one question I want to hit you guys with before we end the show. Uh, this one came from Devin uh, on, on Twitter, Devin Delgado. He says, what position could the Cowboys look to trade for that would push us over the top? Trade deadline, I think, is next week. November 2nd, is that accurate? It's Tuesday next week. Um, And so that being said, where do you think the Cowboys should look if they were like, hey, we just got one position. If we address this position, it can push us over the top, and we think we'll be perfectly suited to be a Super Bowl winner. I blame Jerry Jones for this because he talks about Charles Haley so much. He's like, that's what pushed us over the top, and and so— we do this all the time. But you've talked about this before, Dave, and on fairness, you've talked about the Giants. I mean, I'm sorry, not the Giants. The Eagles and what they did the year they won the Super Bowl. When you kind of go all in, you find that guy. No, but see, I that's think it was, it was the I, running back that year that they picked up. What and, I love about the Eagles is, like, they're aggressive, but they don't, they don't quote-unquote go all in. Like, 
the, the what like they do calculated stuff like what I loved that they did the year that they won that Super Bowl was they traded like mid draft picks for Timmy Jernigan who at the time was a really disruptive defensive tackle. That's the type of stuff I love. Which this could be that kind of stuff. Like you're not going for, out and well, getting a, a, a I guess a level player right which, now. Which when you say deadline. when you no, say Amari push Cooper, us over unless, the top, that's what I think. Okay. And we're arguing semantics. Yeah, it's fine. It's not um, an Amari Cooper type of trade. We're not, right. not going to do that. Right. Yeah. But I gonna, guess that's what I mean. It's but, like but, I'm not out here looking for big. But fish. who could you who could you maybe what position I'm not who but what position could you possibly be looking at that you think could have an immediate impact and make you a team that you're like man if that hole is shored up I think this team is well on its way there's like six positions like that okay I mean every position that you that that you don't and this is a good football team but not every position is going to have a guy in the pro bowl obviously so any of those any of those guys, like a center, a guard. The only problem about the, those two is that you're talking about continuity, and it might not be the easiest thing to just plug a guy in and say he's way better. I don't know about that. But you could yeah. you could practice him, get him ready, and by December he could be way better, yeah. right? In a in a perfect yeah, I mean center comes to mind. We're not going to say names, but if you're if you follow the league, there are some veteran centers on some bad teams. Um. Yeah, I mean, if that was capable of happening, I would do it. But again, are the Cowboys in a place where they think they so drastically need that that they're going to give up valuable assets for it? And the better the player, the better the asset, right? Um, I don't think so. Uh, I would have done, I guess, since he already got trade, I think I, I would have done the Gilmore thing. I would have done that, but they didn't. Um, I probably would have done the, assuming they did their homework on him, I would have done the Henderson thing that Carolina is just, they got every cornerback that was available anyway. (laughs) I would have done that, but those situations are hard to find because, like, the the team that has them has to be willing to trade them. The price has to be okay, and you have to be able to fit it under your cap. And so the better the player, that's what makes that more difficult because can you take on $8 million for Stephon Gilmore? Maybe if you really want to, but do they want to? Um, Center... If there was another cornerback that was available, I would be interested. I don't think there is. Um, what about defensive tackle? Yeah, I mean, that's maybe. what you think right now. But Tristan Hill's coming back. Neville Gallimore will be back soon. Like, I don't feel some sort of drastic it, need there. Yeah. You know, we've seen the Cowboys do it. They did it with Amari Cooper, but they did that, and they said it a thousand times why they did it. It was because he's twenty-four years old, and they mm-hmm. said this is going to be a future guy. This isn't just to help us now, which it certainly did help them now. Right, but and it, it still is. So, it still yeah. is. This it'd be one of those type of things. I I still think that's the case here. Even though this team's five and one, and maybe need a guy to over the top, you know. I mean, I still think you've got to look at a player like, hey, we're gonna get this guy. Maybe he's on the last year of his deal because. It, Usually that's how you trade guys. It's the last year or two on their contract to make it uh, easy for them to trade. But I still think it's a guy like, hey, he's still 26. He's 27. He's going into a second contract. He's a guy we'll probably want to re-sign. So it would have to be a good situation that way. I really love, and this is the framing that we're getting from Jerry Jones, which I love, is you're getting a lot of talent back over the second half of the season that you didn't have in the first a thousand yard receiver in Michael Gallup, a fifty game starting right tackle in Lyle Collins, a promising young defensive two promising young defensive tackles in I mean, Gallimore more so than Hill, but that's right. still two guys that were drafted highly, and then further down the line an All Pro defensive end and, and another defensive end too in Dorrance Armstrong. Dorrance Armstrong who had as a really well. Good training camp. Well, yeah, and so who's probably better than Basham? Yeah, 
I think so. Well, look at the, how, how much they were playing him before he got yeah. hurt. Yeah. And so when you and there's going to be other injuries that offset that, and I get that, but that's that's a lot of talent that's coming back to your roster, and re, like almost none of the literally none of those guys that I just named had a hand in getting you to five and one. Like Gallup and Lawrence played in week one; they didn't have these amazing games. Lyle played week one as well, but like um, Gallimore hasn't played at all. Hill hasn't played at all. Yeah. Um, that's. It's a yeah. lot of talent that's going to be available to you in the next month or so. You've got Kelvin f- Joseph, yeah. second round pick that everybody's clamoring to see. He, I think he might play in this game. He's gonna yeah. he's gonna practice for the second week this week. So they've, I mean, that's the biggest thing they've got to do is figure out how to get them on the roster. Yeah. I mean, the, you you've got guys that you've got to figure out. And I tell you, the toughest guy to get on the roster maybe is Josh Ball. We didn't even mention that, but I mean, here's a, here's an offensive tackle is coming back. He's a rookie, fourth round pick. He's going to be on the team. He's going to be here. So. You, you gotta. Can you just leave a guy on IR? Like, do you have to bring him back, yeah, even if he's healthy? To. You don't have to, right? They, there still is an IR for the rest of the season, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I think the so way you have it, your twenty-one day, and if they don't, if they're not ready the way by the twenty-one day it, end, right. then they the way it works IR right for the rest of the season. Yeah. Well, so you activate a guy's three-week practice window, and if you don't move him to the roster after that window, then he reverts to IR right. for the rest of the year. If you don't even activate his practice window, I think he can just sit there. I would assume so, yeah. I would, so, I would assume he, he could. I mean, obviously you want a young guy like Josh Ball practicing and getting better, but I'm just saying. You know, I, but yeah. rather than risk losing, maybe. You could, well, they're not, they're not going to lose, lose him. They're not going to cut would, him. It would but. just figure it out. But, I mean, yeah, you can, you can do that until they, the league probably you start abusing it. You know what I mean? Like Because that, that's – Well, he's already been hurt, so who's to say that it's not that right, right. healthy? Right, right. Maybe they have to do a physical or something like that, but but yeah, I mean, he, that's another player that's coming back to the team. But I don't think he's an option to play, though. I don't think that they would try to play. Him. He's so far down the depth. I don't know how you. Yeah, injuries. that's I'm, and he he is the forgotten man. But with Lyle back on the team, they have four experienced players at this point yeah. really experienced players. Yeah, I don't know. So yeah, I wonder if he might just be camping out on IR for a little while. All right, we appreciate you guys joining us. We'll be back tomorrow. We're going to start talking Cowboys versus Vikings. Uh, we'll have Bucky Brooks join, join us tomorrow. We'll talk a little bit about the Vikings offense versus the Cowboys defense. Still in for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman. I am Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys football club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!